With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Golf Unfiltered podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam from GolfUnfiltered.com, the new and improved GolfUnfiltered.com. I'll get to that here in a second. You can follow me on Twitter at Golf Unfiltered, and you can send me an email, golfunfiltered at gmail.com. Go ahead and look us up on Instagram as well. Uh, So before we get into today's guest, I wanted to explain a little bit about what's been going on with the website. So if you listened to the last episode, you uh, probably remember that I mentioned we had been attacked by malware. And let me tell you, it's not fun. So if you were to go to golfunfiltered.com about as recently as a couple weeks ago, actually maybe a week ago, It was going to send you to some weird casino site if you got lucky, and I heard from a few other followers that it sent them to some uh, not-safe-for-work places, so I do apologize for that, folks. Uh, It was a little bit of a stressful time to get things cleaned up. I'm happy to report that that has occurred. I went ahead and I switched uh, internet hosts or website hosts. Um, I went ahead and switched actual from WordPress to Squarespace, and I got to say, you know, Squarespace is a really cool platform and they are not a sponsor of the site or anything but I just wanted to go and see what was available Uh, I had used WordPress for for years prior to making this switch and I gotta say I'm pretty pleased with the way that the site uh, turned out there's probably going to be some more enhancements and some edits to the site as time goes on but I think if you were to go out there today you'll see uh, pretty much what I'm talking about. So very pleased with all of that. Before I get too uh, ahead of myself, I also want to give shout-outs to our friends over at the Hacker's Paradise, uh, all of you who may be listening to this over at THP. I also want to say hello to our friends over at Cleveland and Srixon, as well as our friends over at BudgetGolf.com. Be sure to go and visit BudgetGolf.com and take a look at all the great products and deals that they got over there. Today's guest is Mr. Jason Yip, the founder of of state apparel. Now you guys know that I typically try to review golf equipment, uh, maybe not so much apparel on the website these days, but what's interesting about state apparel is they are really pushing you to think differently about your golf polos, golf pants, golf shorts, everything that you actually wear onto the course. And they actually view their products as golf equipment. And Jason and I talk a little bit about what I mean by that in today's conversation. So I have tried uh, I have tried a, a polo from State Apparel. It's an extremely high quality piece of clothing. You can go and visit State Apparel at stateapparel.com. And we mentioned a few other ways that you can touch with Jason and his team um, uh, during the conversation today. So without much more, uh, you know, chatting here, Let's get going and let's get into this great conversation that I think you're really going to enjoy with Mr. Jason Yip, founder of State Apparel. Welcome back, everybody. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, I am very happy to welcome Mr. Jason Yip, founder of State Apparel, onto the show today. Jason, thank you so much for taking some time today to uh, speak with us. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Uh, happy to be here, Adam. 
lot of buzz around state apparel right now. I know you guys are still, uh, you know, a little bit smaller in terms of an apparel company, and you're you're gaining momentum as people uh, are certainly interested in golf apparel and different indie brands. I know I am, and listeners to this show definitely are as well. But for folks who might not have heard of State Apparel before, why don't you give our listeners a little bit of background on not only the name, but also uh, why you got started in the apparel business? Of course. Yeah, um, we're, yeah, like you mentioned, relatively small company, kind of doing it our own way, not trying to go big from the start. Uh, You know, State Apparel is based in San Francisco. Uh, it's also where, you know, we're based, but it was also where we manufacture our clothing. So um, definitely taking the approach of <clears throat> the socially responsible uh, golf clothing business. And then uh, kind of why we got started or, or kind of uh, what we're known for uh, is really developing clothing that we felt wasn't available in the marketplace. There's a lot of performance clothing. There's a lot of um, <clears throat> more traditional um uh, you, you could call it preppy kind of uh, golf clothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wanted clothing that was best suited for San Francisco style weather. So there are heavier options um, that kind of help in the wind and the rain uh, <clears throat> and with dirt around. And, and the key idea for us was to transform clothing into equipment by um, incorporating wiping panels into the pocket and into the cuff and into the shirts, uh, parts of our shirts, so that they were an on-the-spot solution for water and dirt, uh, which we realized from playing golf, of course, around San Francisco and even watching professional golfers that um, um, that you know, water and dirt being the persistent problem for golfers in a sense that um, it's everywhere and it can affect our, our game pretty uh, pretty drastically as far as contact with the ball and... and um, <clears throat> And, and how the ball rolls on the green. You know, and that is an interesting concept. You talk about, you know, and on your website, uh, stateapparel.com, you talk a little bit about reinventing golf wear, and you just kind of touched a little bit on that, Jason, regarding the panels, the specific wipe panels uh, that you have in your shirts as well as some of your uh, competition pants and your shorts. That That is truly an innovative idea, and, and where did that come from? I mean, you had mentioned a little bit about how you want golfers to remain focused on the shot, not have to go back and grab their towel. Was that truly the, the main reason, or was that something that you struggled with on the course yourself? Yeah, great question. I think um, definitely the concept was to reinvent golf wear, what we call, you know, um, our clothing with the functional aspect is uh, more like equipment for your body. Um, not only do we offer the, the functional aspect, but we offer um, – clothing in different ways so really it's functional plus picking and choosing the right garment for the conditions and your habits and then of course um picking and choosing the right thing for the conditions just like we do our golf clubs our shoes and things like that and um <clears throat> you know it, it was something that i think definitely uh something that i noticed in my own game as far as going out in san francisco with sand on the green or picking up blades, grass and, and water and whatnot. But, mm-hmm. you know, something that uh, I, I noticed amongst the pros, you know, if, if you if you watch the pros closely, somebody like Tiger Woods is always wiping his putter on his pants. Um, or even somebody like Jason Day might take a practice chip and wipe his 
his blade or his uh, wedge uh, face on his on his pants, mm-hmm. uh, or people, uh, you know, may wipe their putter with their hands and then and then take it to their pants and wipe it off there. It just was something that was pretty prevalent with um, with the golfers that I was seeing. I was seeing it uh, with recreational golfers and just realized that it was it was it was a need that wasn't really being addressed. In golf, most brands were really making lifestyle clothing that was um, very intentionally suited for uh, people to uh, wear to the golf course and, you know, somehow wear out to dinner with their wives or go to work. In, um, and and that didn't really make sense to me as, as somebody that was pursuing <clears throat> um, kind of more meaning in, in the golf clothing, things mm-hmm. that were golf-specific and functional. Uh, and the analogy I always like to make is when I go cycling, I wear the, the spandex shorts with the pad in the butt, and that is equipment for uh, that is equipment for your body. And then uh, golf, we, we just never really never really had that for um, for golf clothing. It's an it, that is an interesting point, and I know that a lot of apparel companies um, we've reviewed quite a few on the site, spoken to many on this podcast, and they try to go that path of clothing that you can wear, like you mentioned, not only at the office, out in the town, but also on the golf course. And I always found that to be hit or miss, you know, like I, for one, I, I don't know about you, Jason, but I don't want to play 18 holes and then immediately go out to a, to a bar or a restaurant because I want to go home and shower. <laughs> you know, I, I want to get I'm, out of those clothes. Exactly. I'm totally with you. I don't, I, you know, I don't know many people that, that do that either. And, you know, um, and yet, you know, brands put that kind of concept out there thinking that we will or or they or or some people believe that that's what other people are doing i i just was never like that so i'm with you and and um i think golfers in general at least for now we're just making men's golf clothing we are developing some women's golf clothing but i can speak to maybe um what the mindset of most men's golfers is pretty resistant to change pretty set in their ways we can stick with the brand for the rest of our life and, and also um, kind of um, kind of buy into that lifestyle or, or kind of um, kind of clothing cycle that they get us into. So it's pretty easy for us to stick to our ways. And that's why we uh, kind of came out with our product to kind of um, shake things up and, and really start to have golfers question why they're doing things and, and not just accepting the, the status quo and going with the flow as, as most men golfers, myself included, uh, have done for so long. You did have uh, the chance to send over a, a sample, uh, and I had the chance to try it out, of, of one of your golf polos. And as you mentioned, it is a little bit heavier fabric. It's definitely a shirt that would be best suited on the golf course, so I totally understand where you're coming from. And, and even just wearing the shirt, uh, listeners, you should know that this is an extremely well-made piece of clothing the fabric is is high quality it feels like a premium shirt and it's definitely something that you know i'll be honest i probably wouldn't wear off off the golf course but it is certainly something that i would wear especially during the autumn in the midwest where i'm located where as we were talking a little bit earlier jason it does get a little bit cooler and you mentioned Mm -hmm. how it it really needs to be a functional uh fabric and a, a functional piece of clothing for the conditions in which you're playing. Uh, you offer a lot of different uh, shirt options, a lot of different pant options, and even outerwear. 
what other thoughts go behind the design of state apparel that sets it apart from others that we might see in stores? Yeah, I, I think you're um, kind of getting to the point there where we'll, we'll offer different weights for different conditions. We'll offer, uh, for example, the shirt you have is, is a bit heavier weight and it has a wiping panel inside. And it is a, um, a very high quality performance fabric that's, that's similar to what you see from, you know, Under Armour or Nike. It is a higher quality in a sense that it's a, a heavier weight, uh, higher spandex content and things like that. Um, so we hope to kind of differentiate and, and kind of offer a higher quality product. Um, and yet we'll still offer, um, you know, some people aren't in the, the performance shirt kind of mindset all the time. So we do offer other types of fabrics, uh, 100% cotton, cotton blends, um, <clears throat> as well as some sustainable choices as far as bamboo. Uh, bamboo blends and even recycled polyester. So, uh, what sets us apart is that we're we're not just set on one type of fabric. We're really pre- approaching this very holistically, thinking about a golfer and what a golfer needs. A golfer doesn't need, for example, if you go to Nike and you have all performance fabrics. I mean, uh, <clears throat> if you need a perform shirt, that's great. But if you want something else, then you don't have very many options with with each brand or, you know, other brands uh, out there that offer just cotton um, shirts, you know, that's great when you want a cotton shirt, but, you know, as a brand, we hope to be able to, to um, cater to a golfer's every need as opposed to just one style or, or one type of being known for one type of fabric. Um, so that's, you know, I think for our shirts, that's, that's how we set ourselves apart from other brands. Of course, they're made in San Francisco, and for us, that's it's important to have something that um, uh, you know means something rather than just sending it overseas and bringing it back and, mm-hmm. and selling it for for low cost. We get a higher quality product. We uh, are able to, to to support the the uh, factories here in uh, our hometown, and um, we just think it's more meaningful to, to do business that way. Just a quick look at the website, and again, listeners, it's stateapparel.com. You immediately get the sense that you remember where you came from, and it's quite clear on the website that you want to stay true to your roots. You even said it a couple times in our conversation so far, and you even go so far as to state that state apparel is a state of mind, and you talk a little bit about being socially responsible and you know remaining aware of the you know, the eco impact that everything you make has on the environment, you know, what, uh, what goes behind that line of thinking, you know, is this always the goal that you guys had to, to maintain that level of responsibility in anything that you manufacture? It definitely was our um, mindset from day one and social responsibility or being responsible with our actions. I mean, is a core component to our brand to to our mindset it's not the only aspect i would say the other aspect as you're mentioning when you talk about for us you know staying true to where we're from and that's northern california the bay area san francisco and getting you know as we get more specific with where we're from staying true to that is also kind of staying true to my background coming from um uh, building internet startups from scratch uh, over the last uh, you know 13 14 years um, and learning and taking what I learned from building startups as far as 
um, <clears throat> the, the concepts of innovation, building um, products, uh, designing products um, with solutions to problems, and then applying that to uh, industries and essentially disrupting certain industries that are pretty set in their way. So that is uh, the other side of what it means to us to, to, to be from California, to be more specifically from the Bay Area, Silicon Valley, and San Francisco. And that's where the functional aspects of our clothing come in um, to really bring that innovation to golf. And um, that's also essentially where the name comes from as far as being from California, what we mm -hmm. think is what we call the Golden State. And, of course, distilling that to uh, the, the, you know, the name state as in, uh, as in the Golden State and, and carry that through to the state of mind. So <clears throat> for golfers that aren't from California, um, they may have traveled to California at some point, uh, may have uh, spent some time in the Bay Area, have fond memories of that, or can associate, um, you know, the way they play the game as far as where they approach life. Uh, they can associate themselves with that. Um, you don't really have to be from California to 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 understand where we're coming from. And, and I think a lot of people that we've met along the way um, <clears throat> also live their lives like that, whether they're from here or you know, from Saskatchewan, we've had people travel to our new our new store in San Francisco from Saskatchewan hmm. or France or or uh, from 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 the other side of the world over in Australia. So, um, you know, I think uh, what we're putting out there it seems to be resonating as far as the state of mind, how people you know whether they how they live their life, how they play the game, or how they compete at golf um, is is really what we hope to. Uh, to touch on, and, and it seems to to be resonating with uh, with golfers all around the world. In addition to your online presence, you're already found in private golf clubs, premium resorts. But as you also mentioned, you also now have a brick and mortar store in the Bay Area. What can you tell me about the unique features found in the Urban Clubhouse? Yeah, we opened our first shop here in San Francisco. It's in the Marina. Uh, Cow Hollow uh, District in San Francisco, where a lot of uh, golfers live. Um, the golf shop for me was always trying to, always knew that I had to bring something <clears throat> more to the neighborhood than just a clothing store, uh, especially a clothing store just for men. I mean, for me as a as a shopper, I may walk through a store if I don't see anything I like or I'm not really interested, then I would just walk out. But for us. We've incorporated um, a, a launch monitor kind of hitting bay area where um, uh, people can swing, uh, take some swings on their way to work or from work. Uh, um, people can enjoy um, a local beer and hang out with the other golfers that have that have dropped in to to um, to see what's going on. And and within that space, it's it's definitely more of a, a community space, a, a hub for the golf community where we host events with golf course architects, golf professionals, and, and kind of create these forums for conversation in real life rather than just on the Internet. Uh, these forums where people can contribute, they can learn, they can be a part of the conversation. Um, it's what we call the Urban Clubhouse. <clears throat> it's the Urban Clubhouse and the golfers home away from the course uh, in a sense that in San Francisco, as it is probably in Chicago where you're from or where other people are living in other great golf cities like New York or <clears throat> D.C. or Boston where they have their urban lifestyle with so many things uh, pulling for their time. 
this is a way to <clears throat> be able to um, have that home away from the course as kind of an extension from, from the golf course into the neighborhood where they live uh, and be able to have a dose of golf every day or, or, or more conveniently whenever they need it or want it, um, in a sense. So that's, that's where we're coming from uh, on the retail side of things. What's interesting about that is you've literally provided a spot for the community, as you mentioned, to just drop in, hit a few golf balls, maybe have a beer or two. And there are other ways that, you know, State Apparel has connected with the community. And one that I noticed was the whole concept of Save Sharp Park. You guys had uh, a, a limited run special edition head cover that you featured on the website. And this was an effort to help save a pretty beloved uh, local golf course that I believe was designed by Alistair McKenzie. Is that right? Absolutely. The the good doctor himself um, <laughs> designed that course back in 1932. It's a special, very special thing, uh, whether you play golf or not. Um, just the fact that he put that uh, very near San Francisco. It's actually in a, in a small town called Pacifica. Uh, and the San Francisco uh, Recreation and, and Parks Department owns and manages that course since the 30s. So um, <clears throat> that's a special course that uh, uh, Dr. McKenzie wanted to be, say, similar to to Cypress Point, but a very public, um, uh, you know, public version of that so that everybody could play uh, one of those courses in a sense. And, um, you know, the city of San Francisco has been um, – kind of operating that as a pretty basic municipal golf course, uh, no frills kind of place. And it's great that um, the locals have <clears throat> taken it on as their own. As, and it's a very, I'd say, every man's golf course that uh, people play and, and play day in and day out. Uh, and a local group uh, known as the San Francisco Public Golf Alliance, it's, uh, they've been friends of mine for a long time, have taken it upon themselves to make sure that they can, um, well, ultimately restore it um, and repair it to, to its full Alistair McKenzie potential. But there were in San Francisco, there's always, you know, um, the potential to lose a course to real estate developers or uh, environmentalists in the area who uh, want to shut it down. So it, it, it's just been a, a long and drawn out process to make sure that it's, um, it stays uh, sharp park. And, and, and fortunately there's been a lot of progress to, um, established it as a historical landmark and now uh with guys like tom doke and 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 jay blasey who did <clears throat> built out chambers bay uh people coming in to to do the work to to restore it and repair it to its full potential so that the locals of course can enjoy it and, and of course everybody traveling through the bay area should definitely stop by um, and and check it out and and honestly golf in the city <clears throat> is a special thing we have so many great golf courses uh, of course, there's this, the extremely well-known golf courses, but then a lot of local, um, more local spots that just have so much character that um, <clears throat> I really feel like uh, everybody, I'd, I'd, I'd wish that everybody could have a chance to experience it. And of course, Sharp Park being so near and dear to our hearts, our friends are, are pushing hard to, um, to, to, to make sure it, it stays there. And for us, whatever we can do to help, um, uh, you know, whatever we can do to help as far as using our supply chain to make really unique custom things. Mm -hmm. Also using our, our retail store to, to help spread the word and maintain awareness and, and, um, 
you know, just telling the story. And, <clears throat> and that's what it's been all about with the retail story is just sharing our story and, 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 and people hang out and they, and they like to talk golfers like to talk golf. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. They certainly do. Uh, that's uh, believe me. I mean, that's why we're talking about, about what you guys do over at state apparel. Yeah, certainly, exactly. You know, support your local courses. We have the same or similar efforts here in the Chicagoland area and what you're doing over there. Uh, it's, you know, it's state apparel with, with the local courses is just admirable. And, you know, Jason, I'll, I'll get you out of here on a final question and it's a tough one. It might take a little bit of a, but a little bit of thinking here, but you know, getting into the apparel business, I imagine is extremely difficult, <laughs> uh, especially in a, yeah. a very saturated market. And especially among a group of consumers like golfers who can be pretty particular about the things they like to purchase. Uh, what has been the biggest challenge for state apparel up to this point? Oh, great question. <laughs> uh, you know, all of that, uh, those challenges, I mean, all of those kind of <clears throat> considerations, I mean, for sure we, we came across clothing is hyper-competitive. Um, golfers are very set in their ways. Uh, you know, and, and for us starting this business, we, we didn't come from um, – clothing backgrounds like i mentioned that i came from an internet startup background mm-hmm. um building mobile apps and and advertising networks and things like that so um the, the the first challenge i guess you could say was was figuring out how to make clothing and and luckily there are a lot of great clothing and sewing resources here in san francisco um <clears throat> and you know that that just is 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 I mean, that's pretty normal just to have to figure out how to do all of this. So, um, you know, I wasn't as concerned about that. It's more about once you make a product and you try to put it out in the world, how do you get people to, to understand it or, or to, or to see it or to build that awareness amongst so many other kind of mega brands. You could call them the, the, the Nikes and the, Adidas and the Under Armour mm-hmm. uh, type brands, or even the golf brands that have been around for a long time, um, they've—they're all great brands, and they've done really well to, to to establish themselves there. And then for us to kind of break through and um, <clears throat> make a name for ourselves uh, has been, you know, I, I think um, probably the biggest challenge. Something that that we knew uh, we'd have to undertake, and and you know, basically it's been shirt by shirt kind of a, a grassroots effort to to build that awareness you know every pair of pants somebody somebody buys <clears throat> they wear it more people see it and they come into the shop and 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 we we really haven't been um as i mentioned in the beginning like a a very large brand that, that was or, or a brand that was looking to, to to really go big from the start we really wanted mm-hmm. to build a product and and demonstrate that we had the market validation and the traction and things like that. And they kind of keep building from there. Um, so, you know, it's still a, a work in progress. Um, uh, we kind of have a bit of a cult following now. And with the retail store, we get people from all over coming in. So I think we're, we're making uh, progress with that. Um, but then again, it's, it's an, it's, it's an ongoing challenge for any brand. It's just, mm-hmm. uh, it's just the, <clears throat> the natural, process of building a brand and it's not a i don't believe it's an overnight thing i think it to build a brand that we want to 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 last for years and you know generations beyond us you know it, it takes time to build it authentically um 
from scratch without trying to, to kind of manufacture it. I think these days it seems like everybody's getting um, <clears throat> exposure really quickly, but I think ultimately all brands have to, to spend the time to, to, to build something um, from scratch, something of, something of value from, from the ground up. So um, yeah, the clothing part we can always figure out. And then it's just, how do we connect with, with other golfers out there. So, you know, speaking with you about these things, Adam, you know, it's great just to, just to connect with, with your audience and, and, uh, we're just happy to be doing, uh, what, you know, the only thing that we dream about doing is, is making great products and, and getting it out there for golfers. And folks, go out to stateapparel.com and take a look at all the great products that Jason and his team have on the website. And if you're in the Bay Area, drop by the Urban Clubhouse, hit a few balls, have a couple brews, you know, get to meet the staff, and you're going to like what you see. Uh, as I mentioned, I've tried one of the shirts. It's a great product, super high quality, and one of the more unique pieces of, uh, well, golf equipment, I guess we could say it, uh, that I've yeah. uh, ever used. And so uh, you can also find State Apparel on Twitter at State underscore golf. Jason Yip, you have been a pleasure to speak with, and I hope we can do it again soon. Awesome. Yeah, likewise, Adam. Thanks for the time. It's been great.